Hi, my name is Ryan and welcome to This Amazing Life, the show that brings you people and topics that inspire you, the listener, to live, love, and lead your own amazing life. Right now is a special episode. It is actually my first live in-person interview and I have, of course, a special, if not the specialist of guests sitting here with me and I'll introduce her here momentarily. But this is actually part two of episode number 13. If you remember, most of the early episodes in the week are the intention of the week episodes. They are a short focus and intention for you to carry through your week. Maybe it's self-confidence, maybe it's patience, but when it was the week of Valentine's week, it was all about heart. And I spoke a little bit about five different tips that you could incorporate into having amazing relationships right now, whether they be romantic or not. So in this part two episode, I have the amazing, the beautiful, the inspiring, the talented. I'm going to give her as many compliments as possible without making her cry. Miss Nina Rizzo on the show. So I genuinely hope that you guys enjoy the content and get ready to write down some notes. Welcome to This Amazing Life. Hey, welcome back again. My name is Ryan, and today is a special episode. I would like to formally, for the first time, definitely not the last time, but the first time, introduce the love bug, Miss Nina Rizzo, onto this amazing life. Miss Nina Rizzo, would you like to say hello? Hello, everybody. I am so excited to be on this podcast today. Ryan and I have been talking about how we were definitely going to do this together, how he definitely wanted to get me on the show, and I am so pumped the day is here. It's the perfect day for it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so the day that we're recording, we're actually in Nina's apartment. Uh, We made a makeshift little recording studio in her living room, and we positioned it right next to the windows, and it looks really nice because it's actually snowing outside. Uh, thankfully, both of us have a flexible enough schedule where we can do this and we don't have to worry about how long the episode is going to be. We just wanted to bring you some good content. And like Nina mentioned, uh, there were several topics that we've discussed where I kind of knew that I wanted to bring her onto the show. Things about relationships, mindfulness, let alone the stuff that we're doing for the Simply Happy Couple. And one thing that I thought would be fun to remember together is uh, there are lots of of different shows that are out there in podcast land. And one that I like to listen to occasionally is the one by Dax Shepard, the armchair expert. And one of my favorite episodes was the episode where he interviewed his wife. His wife was the first one on the show, Kristen Bell. So I feel like this is what we're doing right now. We're we're in the living room, we're in the attic space, and we're just going to hang out and chit chat for a little while. Yes, and don't forget the fireplace. Yes, so to set the scene, we are sitting on top of Nina's wonderful white fuzzy rug. We've got the couch off to the one side, a comfy beanbag chair to another, and just behind me, we've got the most glorious fake fireplace going on Netflix. It's amazing. It's a perfect find for a snowed-in Wednesday. It's so cozy and genius. Yes. So to recap, in episode number 13, what we talked about were five tips to help you have an amazing life. So we're going to review them really quick. And then Nina and I are going to jump into them and hopefully have a pretty open, honest and authentic dialogue to give you guys a little bit of inspiration that either you can carry into your life or maybe it's just something that we say that triggers a different thought in your brain. And again, that's the only thing that we could ever hope is that 
these conversations either inspire you to take action or at least get you to pause and to ask a couple questions to get to think about something that you could possibly change in your life. So again, the five quick tips to have amazing relationships. Number one, to have fun. Number two, to have the most open communication possible. Number three, to make sure that everything that you are doing is from a place of value and respect for the other. Number four, recognizing and understanding the love languages that the person prefers to give and also to perceive. And also number five is to not settle. Now, these are the five that I came up with the other day, kind of on the fly, since I was obviously in a little bit of a rush in between class. But as we're talking, if there's other stuff that you want to throw in on top, then that's okay too. Yeah, I really love the five of those. Um, I haven't really, I don't really know of any others that are coming to mind right now. I think that going off of those five will be pretty solid. Oh, that's okay. And something might come up as usual with me as we're going. Sure. So number one, to have an amazing relationship is to do things in a spirit of fun. Yes. So Miss Rizzo, what would you consider to be one or two ways that we, as the Simply Happy Couple, name drop, <laughs> as the Simply Happy Couple, what are some of the things that we do on a very intentional basis to keep things fun? So, oh gosh, where to start? I mean, I think that when we're together, we're pretty much always having fun. Um, it's kind of like an unspoken intention between the two of us at this point. That was one of the the first things I really loved about you when we first got together. I knew that I wanted to be with somebody who wanted to have fun because fun has always been a really big part of my, my daily life. Um, so being able to experience that with you has been amazing. And uh, a couple of examples are one of them was that one of our first dates was an adult child date. Yes. And <laughs> yes. so when Ryan and I first started dating, uh, we were talking about about like inner child stuff, right? And how to how to incorporate f a, a lot more fun into our daily lives based on like what we loved to do either when we were younger or what that inner child that's always with us throughout our whole life really loves to do. Um, so Ryan and I decided to have a day date where we had an inner child date and we did some fun activities. I think we watched a Disney movie and we colored. Adult coloring books, folks. Adult coloring books. They are, they're great. They're actually a really great mindfulness uh, activity to do. Sure. Um, so, so that's one thing is just having intentional like adult child time, intentional time to just kind of like be silly. Um, something else that I love that we do, I think pretty much every day is when we're cooking, we'll play some music, we'll dance around the kitchen. Sometimes we even rap or make up songs and jingles while we're cooking, <laughs> which we, is a pretty regular thing. <laughs> we've, we've thrown around the idea. We haven't gotten to the point yet where we want to, uh, take some of these rhymes or these jingles. And if you don't know, uh, Nina and I, very recently we started something called the Simply Happy Couple because individually we think that there are things that we do really well together, but together as a pair, as a couple, we could be seen as a model relationship pair. Obviously we're not perfect, we never hope to be perfect, but we think that there are definitely things that we do well and we'd like to help other people. But going back to the point that I was about to make, uh, eventually we started a YouTube channel and what we are intentional, or at least we'd like to be intentional about is adding more fun YouTube video content right now. All the content that we're doing is just, 
we're pretty much taking a live webinar that we do on the fly on Tuesdays. We put it on Facebook, we put it on Instagram, and we copy it and we put it onto YouTube. All the things. Yeah, all the things. <laughs> and we'll mirror it off of whatever the intention of the week is. But like Nina was saying is uh, we can kind of go by the seat of our pants. And sometimes you got some solid, solid dope beats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been doing it for years. Yep. Hey, do you want to tell them about the lava game? Yes. So this is one of my favorites. So when uh, I don't know if anybody has seen the Disney short that's before Moana, uh, but it's the lava song and it's a really awesome song and it's really special to both me and Ryan um, just in regards to our relationship. And it's always been a thing for us. We before we started saying I love you, we would say things like so much lava or Lava, lava, or, you know, just little ways kind of beating around the bush. <laughs> to hit around, uh, <laughs> yeah, beat around the bush, that's right. And so one thing that we started doing when Ryan was in his old apartment, well, it's still your apartment, but won't be for much longer. Right. Um, in Ryan's apartment, when we first started dating, I decided to write the word lava on a little piece of paper and hide it and then tell him there was lava hiding somewhere in his apartment. It's and this literally, became a it's a thing. piece of white paper that's got yeah. the word lava written across it. It's folded up. In orange. So yeah. it's pretty legit. Yeah. You know, it's got the color the color theme. Um, so we made it a thing. Literally every morning, Ryan would get up before me because he teaches classes really early. And before I went to work, I would hide the lava. And when he got home, he had to find it. And it wasn't always super easy for him to find it. <laughs> it doesn't help my cause that... I'm I'm very observant when it comes to people, but when it comes to like little run of the mill stuff laying around an apartment or something like that, then it is so easy for me to miss something. So there's been a couple times where she did a fantastic job hiding this stinking little piece of paper in the most random <laughs> obscure places that are right in front of my face and I would walk past them four or five times a day without even noticing. So these are just little quick ways that we uh, are intentional about having fun. The other thing that I would suggest that I'll offer is uh, we also, to the best of our ability, we try to schedule time to do things that are fun. And that would also include each other's friends. Nina's got a very extensive group of friends that she's had for an impressive amount of time. Some of them since elementary school, some of them since middle school, some since high school. These people get together every single year, multiple times of year. They are very intentional about what they do. For me, I've got a couple really close friends, but we're a little bit spread out. So it's a little bit more challenging schedule based to get together. But being intentional about not just having fun together, but also with each other's friends and family. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah. So number two, open communication. And this is actually something that was very real time for us today. Because yeah. as you're starting to develop a new relationship or even if you're thinking about finding one in the future, communication is, whether we like it or not, one of the more important and the finer points that will either make or break it. So in your experience, can you talk about relationships that you've had in the past where you recognize opportunities for communication compared to how you and I communicate now? Yeah. Do you mean around how I used to communicate versus how I do now? Or, or how other people used to communicate with you. Okay, sure. Things that you liked and things that you didn't like and then compared to how you and I communicate with each other now. Sure, yeah. So communication has, you know, as with most things in life because I 
practice yoga and meditation so much and it's such a big basis of my life, I consider communication to be a practice. And I think that a lot of things in life are a practice because when it comes to communication, I don't believe I'm ever going to be perfect at it, right? I don't look to perfect it. It's something that I look to make progress in. It's something that I look to be as honest as possible with. It's something I look to not suppress or not hide. And that wasn't always the case for me. So when I started to get a little older and, well, who am I kidding? I I started dating in like high school, right? So I had a few boyfriends in high school. I had a few boyfriends in, you know, college and right after college. And in those relationships, I was a horrible communicator. I, and that was because, and I don't blame myself, right? I was doing the best I could with what I had, the knowledge I had at that time. But at that time, I didn't love myself enough. I didn't, really know that my emotions were worth sharing about or were something that should be respected and heard and seen. And so I would kind of shut them down to, as a lot of people know this term, people please, right? So codependency is something that I've struggled with most of my life. It's I, I've had a lot of relationship stuff to work through before I met Ryan. And if I hadn't worked through a lot of that relationship stuff, I don't know if I would have been ready to meet Ryan, you know? Um, I think that when I look at my communication style in old relationships and when I look at the communication styles of the partners I was with in the past, it's completely different from how it is now. I'm grateful for all of those experiences because I wasn't great at communicating my feelings. I wasn't great at owning my truth. I wasn't great at telling the other person what I needed and asking for things I wanted or asking for things I felt like I needed and not superficial things, but like real things that are necessary in a relationship, right? Like trust, respect. Sure. Um, And I picked a lot of partners because I was in that place where I wasn't really great at communicating. I wasn't super... Um, I didn't really own my feelings and emotions as much. So I ended up with other partners who weren't great at communicating either. I had a pattern of being with people who were emotionally unavailable, right? So I was rejecting my own emotions and I was dating other people who didn't really want to feel their own emotions. And I think that that was a way for me to kind of perpetuate that, that cycle. And I started to recognize that this was a bad pattern you know, in, in a later relationship I was in where I learned a lot, but I, you know, my, my friends didn't like this partner for me. They, they just didn't see why I was with him. And I would just always make excuses for why I, it was okay anyway. Um, and I, I, I always had this stress inside of me and that's what I really want to actually stress ironically is that, For me, when I've been in unhealthy relationships with communication, I always felt really stressed. And that's because I know now I was suppressing my own emotions and not speaking on them. And I wasn't really happy. And I was settling. I was settling for a relationship because I felt safe. And I felt like, oh, okay, I have a partner now. That's great. Right. But when I was able to break out of that cycle and when, you know, I kind of I went through a really tough breakup in my, you know, early to mid 20s, I had a decision to make. I was like, you know what? I recognize this pattern in my life that I am not a great communicator. 
with romantic partners, like I could communicate all day with my friends and family. But when it came to romantic partners, that's where I was struggling. So I decided to take a look at it. I got out of the relationship. I was single for a while. And while I was single, I was like dating around a little bit. But while I was single, I was doing a lot of work on myself. I was working with a therapist. I was getting honest, letting my friends call me on my BS we don't curse on here, right? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad I said BS then. <laughs> um, so At least I don't I was, think so. I don't know that I made any yeah. any definitive decision whether or not I'm going to allow curse words. Yeah. yeah. I let my friends and family call me on my BS. BS. And, um, you know, it was really helpful. And, and it wasn't easy work. It was hard work because I had to look at myself. I had to get honest. I had to make a decision. I made a decision. You know, I made a decision a couple of years ago that I was going to be honest and open in my communication because I had seen what not being honest and open does. And with you, Ryan, I am honest and open because I know that I have to be or else there's going to be something between us that is off, right? It's if, also like that we can uh, we can tell. Yeah, and we can tell. Yeah. <laughs> like like if I like we've had moments where you know I've I'm in that stage where I like start to get a little upset about something, and I'm like, okay, how do I want to address this? Because initially, with healthy communication, if we react to when we start to feel. Whatever that emotion is, usually we say things we don't mean to say. Right, knee-jerk reactions. It comes out of emotion. Um, so if I take a breath, or I take an hour, or I take a day before I like verbalize what I want to verbalize about whatever came up, then a lot of times it's more grounded. I there's not as much emotion charged behind what I'm saying. But we don't even get to that point half the time because no, no, no. because Ryan and I, you know, we spend a lot of time together and and he'll know if a couple hours goes by and I'm, I'm in my head, you know, so he'll ask me. And it took me a little while after we first started dating to get comfortable saying it right away. That's normal. And that's normal, yeah. right? Um, well, I don't, I don't know. Normal, normal to get to a healthy. point of trust. Yeah, I would yeah. say healthy. Um, so... So being able to have this open space where I can get honest with you, Ryan, has a lot to do with who you are and has a lot to do with you and how much you love me and how much you accept me. But it also came from a decision I made even before I met you, right? I made this decision to be committed to rigorous honesty in my life, not only with myself, but with everybody in my life, right? And obviously, it's not something I've perfected, but it's something that I practice and it's a huge value, yeah. Most of my really, really close friends know this about me is that when I'm on top of something like something that excites me, I'll obviously start talking faster. And then usually what happens is I'll think of four things at one time. I'll forget two of them and only remember the other two. So when you were talking, there's so many things that came up in my head. The first one that is so inconsequential is how funny it is to me sitting here in the living room where we hang out a lot. And hearing you call me Ryan more times in the last 10 minutes than what we usually say to each other, because we're just like any other couple, <laughs> like know. we usually use the fun pet names that we like for each other, that kind of stuff. So that that's not important, but that was just some, something funny that, that I noticed. Uh, one thing that I would point out to Nina's credit, it's a very challenging thing to take a stiff, hard look in the mirror and to recognize something that you don't like about yourself and making the decision that you need to make a change because at the end of the day you're getting out of bed for yourself you're making a living for yourself you are chasing after different goals and dreams for yourself you're not doing it for the guy down the street you're certainly not doing it for the person checking you out of the grocery store it's all about you 
So the question is whether or not you want to take a little bit of ownership. And that's totally what Nina did. She took the ownership and she probably had some strong recommendations from her executive council. That's what uh, that's what we refer to it as the executive council, the people that under any circumstance at any point in time, they will call you on your BS and you will at least hear them out. You're not going to push them away or totally shut them down like a random friend. You're going to listen, the executive council. Uh, The other thing that I wrote down that I wanted to double check my notes, um, uh, a point that uh, we could talk about is growing into your ideal relationship. And this is totally Mm. just spinning off of communication and learning. So we- So much we could talk about there. Right, right, right. So as individuals, as adults, as human beings, it's all about growth. Mental growth, emotional growth, spiritual growth. We both sit here and what we could comfortably say to the audience is that, I mean, it took us a 10, I mean, I'm just going to ballpark this, but like a 10 year process of us each going through different relationships, some that had some high points, some that significantly had some low points, but things that taught each of us different things that we needed to learn and helped us grow into the individual and help us to recognize the relationship that we actually wanted. And that's actually something that Nina and I both did. We actually wrote down before we even met each other, what our, what our ideal relationship would look like and what this person did, what they thought about, what they felt about. Uh, do you want to talk about some of the uh, shareable things that are on your list? Yeah. So that was one of the first things we talked about when we started dating. I I remember being like, you know, on like our second date, I think it was, I remember being like, oh yeah, like that's actually on my list. And you're like, oh, you have a list too? (laughs) You have a list? That's, that's on my list. (laughs) But, um, the, it's so powerful to get clear about what we want. And when I I made, I actually have made, I think, a total of like four or five lists in the past. But when I got to the last one that I made, there was something that had shifted in me and it wasn't as superficial as it had been before. It it was more real. And sure. I also included what I don't want. Oh, yeah, right? totally. So I think that it's important, like you were saying, to get clear about what, what it is that we want in our ideal relationship. But it's also important to be clear about what we don't want. And we both learned both of those things from our past in relationship. Can I interject really quick? Yeah. So uh, going back to the point that we were on, communication, one of the big points that I knew that I didn't want, I had a couple of relationships where I felt like I was walking on eggshells and I couldn't openly communicate with the person. I felt like I was constantly afraid of making that person upset and starting some type of a conversation that didn't need to happen if only myself and the other person had taken two seconds to explain the thought process or where everything was coming from. And that's something that I'm very grateful for us is that even today, it happened today, there was a conversation about uh, money because Nina and I are very much looking for a future together. It's a very important topic of the important topics that you obviously need to be clear on when you're thinking about a long-term relationship goal setting, financial stipulations. I shouldn't say stipulations. Stipulations sounds bad, but like making sure you're on the same page about money, where you want to live, the things that you want to do, how you feel about uh, just your healthy living, your spirituality. There's so many things that are important, but if you can communicate from a place 
of value and respect primarily, which is mm-hmm. point number three, making sure that you are putting that other person first before yourself or at least taking them into consideration in the decisions that you make. That's something that I would totally raise my hand and say that wasn't a thing until we started dating. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't necessarily that I was being super selfish. It was just I hadn't met somebody where it was like, oh, now this is like I this is important. Like I really want to make sure that these decisions are in both of our best interests. And I'm going to make Nina feel good about this. Also, it's not necessarily just what's going to make me feel good about this stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I um, you know, I think that the open communication part and, you know, being able to say, uh, you know, on this example of money and finances, you know, me being able to say, this is my current financial state and this is what I want my future financial state to be and then seeing what yours is. And, you know, we've obviously talked about it before. And being painfully honest about and it, people. Pa- yeah, being painfully honest about it. You know, this is, um, you know, Ryan and I, we've both been on a career journey where we've taken some risks, we've taken some leaps. And a major and, sidestep. Yeah, and a major sidestep. And and we both have a lot of goals that, that were working towards right now and we're both in action and along that path it can be really easy to kind of sidestep important conversations and I think that it's awesome that we have those conversations and you know this morning having that conversation was super helpful because it helps us know that while we're reaching towards our goals we're on the same page you know with that for the person who's sitting in their car or at their home and they're like well what the hell did they talk about what what are they talking about what started this conversation so in all transparent honesty, Nina and I, obviously, we left positions, jobs where we were making significantly more money than we're doing right now. That was the bullet that we bit when we decided to leave the situation that we had. I was in a previous sales job and he was in a previous uh, counseling meditation job. And now we're really kind of doing it on our own. We're doing some side jobs, things that actually make us happy. But again, like Nina said, we have our own personal goals. So when it comes time to talking about goal setting and the future and stuff, taking a very honest look at where our financial situation is and making sure what we're comfortable with moving forward. Mm-hmm. Is that a good way of explaining how the conversation went without airing out too much dirty laundry? Oh, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. When you it's, call it dirty, I mean, it's just like, it's real life, people. It is. It's real life. It's real life. Real it's life. happening right now gotta, as gotta we're recording it. You got to be willing it. to get dirty. You just have to. So point number one, It was all about having fun. Point number two is about open communication. Point number three is about value and respect. What would you offer as a woman's perspective about how important it is to feel valued and respected from your side and also in the relationship aspect? So you as an individual and in the relationship. It it's so big. Like This is something that I'm so passionate about. Um, I think that This is the first relationship I've been in where I truly feel valued and respected. Um, Romantic relationship that I've been in. Sure, sure. You know, because I have friends and family who who definitely value and respect me. Yeah. But, you know, having being in a romantic relationship where I'm valued and respected, where I feel valued and respected, where I also value and respect my partner is miraculous. It's truly miraculous. And... I didn't realize this was such a big deal until I 
I guess until like my early to late to mid 20s when I was in a, a relationship that I definitely wasn't valued and respected in. Um, and, you know, when it when it comes down to it, the most important person for me to value and respect has been myself, because if I don't value and respect myself, then I'm not really going to be able to receive it from other people. At least that's something that I believe. Right. And I believe that if other people don't value and respect themselves, how are they going to be able to show me value and respect? Right. So, you know, in in past relationships, I have been in a place where I wasn't valued and respected and I would make excuses saying that it's okay. I didn't really realize I wasn't valued and respected. I didn't really think about it because I just wanted to be in a relationship, I think. Um, And I remember my cousin, she's part of my executive council, Eileen. Uh, Shout out to Eileen out there. Love her. Um, I remember Eileen saying to me, and and I think her dad too, I think Motu, my Uncle Mike was involved in this. Motu stands for Master of the Universe. That's his nickname. We call my Uncle Mike the Master of the Universe. Shout out Uncle Mike. It's a pretty funny story. Um, So I remember, I think it was the two of them together because we used to have a lot of relationship talk. And I remember them saying, you know, you need to feel valued and respected by your partner. That's so important. And I remember sitting there being like, oh, I totally am. But in my, in my, my whole body reacted completely differently. My body like went into shock when you're saying it yeah yeah. when they said it when they brought it up because I hadn't even thought about it and then when they brought it up my heart and my body knew that I wasn't being valued and respected but my mind was so busy making up excuses for the other person I didn't want to see it I was blind to it which I think a lot of us get in in unhealthy relationships we get blind to things I think in in relationships in general if if we're not really self-aware we become blind to things so when I heard that my body reacted and that was another piece of that stress kind of coming up and coming forward in regards to a past relationship I started to value and respect myself when I started to do when I continued to do my personal work, I had been doing personal work. If you guys know me, I've probably been doing personal work since I was born because that's just who I am. <laughs> I, I can't really live and not do personal work. Um, it's just it's just part of my purpose. It's part of, part of my journey, part of my path. And I think that it's true for everybody, but for me, it, it's pretty apparent. Um, so when I was continuing to do more of my personal work, especially around relationships romantically, I... I recognized for the first time I felt and experienced because I remembered that moment with my uncle and my cousin when they had said that. And I said, you know what? I want to feel, I want to feel differently when I think about being valued and respected by somebody else. And I said, that's got to start with me. So I was like, how can I value and respect myself more? You know, what do I need to do to do that? And I got to work and I did it. And I had help right? I had help from my coworkers because I worked at a counseling center. So everybody was, you know, just really supportive, obviously. Um, I had a lot of support from my own therapist. I had a lot of support from friends because they were all witnessing me going through all of this and, you know, wanted the best for me. Um, so I, I started to really value and respect myself. And I got to a point where I felt it and it was amazing. And having a relationship now with you where I feel valued and respected and where I value and respect you because I can, right, is truly, truly miraculous. And it's something that's invaluable and it's something that is completely essential. 
So we've, we've said the words value and respect probably, I, I don't even want to count. I'm just going to guess. We probably said them at least 16 times within the last three minutes. But again, you're not going to forget it. No, no, no. Just to, <laughs> just to flesh it out for you that's listening. When it comes to the words that Nina has emphasized, value and respect, start with yourself. Can you look at yourself in the mirror, see your face, and be proud of the effort level that you give in the activities or the jobs or the relationships that you have? Or do you have some days where you take a really hard look at yourself in the mirror or you avoid the mirror 100% because you know that there are things that you don't like about yourself? Let's start there. Let's start to find whatever that dead weight, that baggage is that you're carrying. And again, I use the analogy in class sometimes. I'll say sometimes the baggage that you're carrying It's heavier than the 10 pound, 15, 20 pound dumbbells that you have in your hands. But if we can find a way to let go of the weight, the relief that you feel almost immediately is tenfold whatever you get when I get to say that people can put their weights down and take a break. So if you are having a hard time looking at yourself in the mirror and being proud of yourself and saying that I am worth this, people should treat me with respect. I am a good human being. Then let's start there because if we have a problem there, then those things are going to correlate and they're going to carry over into the relationships that you are building. And maybe you're in a position where you're like, you know what, that used to be me and I'm really grateful that's not me anymore. Maybe you're like, ah, I'm, I'm really grateful that I've, I've had a really good upbringing. I've got a lot of good friends. I've always felt valued and respected. Or maybe you are like Nina where you didn't realize you had blinders on and then it took somebody having a heart to heart with you And for whatever reason, maybe it was the time, maybe it was the way that they worded it. They were like, all right, it it just got real. And and now we need to make a change. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. Number four. Number four, the point is all about love languages. Love languages. uh, The gentleman's name eludes me or escapes me at the moment. His name is, I think his first name was Gary. Maybe it's Gary Chapman. Yeah, I think it is Chapman. Maybe it's Gary Chapman. The Love Languages. The Love Languages is a book that was written by this gentleman, and it is to help people understand the modes that they prefer to receive affection and how they prefer to give it. Just Mm -hmm. as a quick recap, they are words of kindness or words of praise, acts of kindness, quality time, physical touch, and gifts. This is something that for me, I think, is also a huge testament for the two of us is that, uh, well, it's, it's a benefit. And it's also kind of fortunate that most of our love languages are the exact same. But just the fact that it's so easy for us to recognize each other's and to do them well. So uh, would you do the audience a favor and tell them which are some of your favorite ways to receive affection? Not necessarily even just from me, even from your friends and the ways that you prefer to actually give it. Yeah, yeah. So in general, I've discovered that my top love languages, I, I feel like all five are definitely important and and part of what I experience. But I think my top couple, like we were talking about before, um, what what are the five again? I okay. always, if things aren't written down, I forget. Quality time. Quality time, that's right. Acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. Physical touch. Uh-huh. Words of praise or kindness Uh and gifts. Okay. So quality time and um, what was the other one that I said? You, you, I think you know the two. Quality time. See, guys, I, I. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw Nina a life raft here. 
for us. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was uh, I was giving her the opportunity, but for us, we've already we had the conversation before the show even started. For us, some of the ones that are really important are quality time. We acts of kindness, right? Sure, sure. Go ahead. You want to? Yeah. Go ahead. Now it's coming to me. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So yeah. So for me and and Ryan and I share these, which is great. Um, quality time, acts of kindness, and physical touch are probably my top three. Um, and then words of encouragement, and then gifts. That's pretty much the order that they're that they're in for me. And I think that. Looking back, this has kind of always been true for me. I think it's just kind of part of my personality that spending quality time with friends and family is super important. Um, You know, I would rather have a coffee date to catch up with one of my girlfriends than have her send me a card (laughs) Um, or have me send her like a a package from Amazon because I haven't seen her in a while or something like that. Um, Or even if they live far away, I'd rather have a FaceTime date and catch up than, than receive a gift. Um, it's just who I am. I'm not saying it's better or worse. That's just me. It's just what I prefer. Um, was, does that answer your question? Sure. We, I mean, we can talk about this more. So okay. for me, uh, quality time for us is any time that we get to do something that we want to be doing, whether it's sitting and reading together, uh, sitting and watching Netflix together, out exercising together. Basically, the bottom line is any time that we don't have to be staring at our phones and we can be focused and in the moment together doing whatever it is that we're doing. That's quality time to me. Mm-hmm. Acts I think of, we do a pretty good job at that. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Acts of kindness for me is also a big one. Uh, giving and receiving. I prefer to do this for people. And I also really appreciate it when people do it for me. I was just talking about uh, this today. It means a lot to me when people come in class and they take two or three extra minutes out of their time and they help me clean up the room. When they don't have to, like that's my job. It's my job to put away the weights, to clean up the room, to dust or to wipe off the mirrors or whatever. But if they take those extra two or three minutes and they help me to restack the weights, that means a lot. Or yeah. I really love cooking. Yes, you do. And you're I, really good at it. <laughs> I love cooking for other people. Cooking for myself is more out of necessity. I When I'm eating by myself, I don't even bother sitting down. I usually just cook it and I eat it right at the counter right next with to the stove. With your sneakers on. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> just totally just get it over with. Like I want it to taste good, but I mean like that's not the point. But when I'm cooking for Nina or what I used to love doing back in college that I just don't have the opportunity right now, I used to love having uh, pregame dinner parties. So before we would go out, I would have maybe anywhere from like four to eight people come over and make them dinner i mean it wouldn't be something it wouldn't be terribly complicated It'd be like chicken parm or like steak or whatever you know and then make dinner for everybody and just having everybody together and being able to do that for people was always so nice and i think that's also um uh one of the things that probably was very formative for me in terms of my love languages was in high school my family went to a parish in southern maryland where a big thing that high schoolers do is they go on a mission trip that was probably the first time that I could really tangibly remember doing a noticeable act of kindness for other people. What we do is we go down to rural Arkansas and do a vacation Bible school camp for uh, the migrant workers of a Purdue factory. So that was probably the first time that I was like, I really like doing things for other people. Yeah. And to talk about giving and receiving too, just because I love, ever since I've learned this, I love thinking about it, I love sharing it too. I think that 
uh, one of my one of my yoga teachers, my like favorite yoga teacher, Allison Sobel. If you're listening, Allison, there's so many people we're gonna have to tag. Shout in this out episode. to you. I know we got to start writing <laughs> these down. So far, um, Motu, Motu, Eileen, Allison. So Allison Sobel. So she actually trained out. A lot of you listening probably know who she is if you've ever practiced yoga on the main line. If not, you're going to know her now. Yep. If not, know her now. Go check her out. <laughs> if you haven't ever done yoga before, she's awesome. So take one of her classes. But um, Allison, so she trained out at the Chopra Center a few years ago. And when she came back, she she brought with her some knowledge on meditation. And, um, you know, she's she leads meditation teacher trainings now. But one of the things she shared with us was the law of giving and receiving. And it basically talks about how giving and receiving are not separate. They're the same. So when we give, if we're giving from a place of love, we're also receiving. And, and if we're receiving from a place of love, we're also giving, right? And, and that comes to the, the whole idea of if I value and respect myself, I can give it too because I'm receiving it and I'm giving it, right? If we're giving something out of fear, we're giving something because we want to please somebody else, then we're not going to feel as good as if we're giving something truly from our hearts. And that's because when we're giving from our hearts, we're also receiving, I would, I would, the only thing I would add just to highlight that even more is when we are giving something out of the goodness of our heart or with a good intention, we are receiving the warm and fuzzies. Yes, I love the warm fuzzies. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. You could label it that. I mean, you know, you could just say, oh, I get the warm fuzzies because of that. Which is not a bad thing. Like that's, it's a good thing to have into your life to experience that kind of joy Mm-hmm. by helping someone else out yeah absolutely love languages so uh for me again uh kind of like what nina said i don't even remember how we referenced it but for me the ones that are big are quality time acts of kindness and physical touch it's always nice when people say nice things to me i really appreciate the compliments but to me it speaks more volumes when you spend time with me you do something for me but like in terms of like the hierarchy definitely for me giving and receiving acts of kindness, quality time, and physical touch. Yeah. I think that words of encouragement too, like you and I were talking about earlier, are pretty, uh, yes. pretty big for me. Yes. Um, it's always been big for me. I always really like receiving feedback from people. A lot of the stuff I do in my my career life is, is uh, teach and give. And, you know, when people give me feedback, whether it's positive or it's constructive, I really appreciate it, and and it's something that has always fed me. Um, one of the reasons why I think our relationship works out so well is because you are very verbal. You might not love, re- you might not value receiving words of encouragement as much as I do, but that's, you yeah, definitely yeah. are good at giving right, 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 them. Right. And that's something I didn't have to ask for. You you just kind of already were, and that was on my list. For me, I uh, <laughs> what I would share with the audience as I'm looking to Nina and saying this is that. In this relationship, I knew there was a specific point in our relationship where I knew I felt very strongly about her. And it was pretty much our, well, I mean, honestly, like our second date, I kind of knew I liked her a lot. But really, it was our fifth or our sixth date that I knew that I loved her. And it was the moment that I kind of had that hook feeling in my stomach. And I was like, I'm not going to play these stupid games anymore. I'm not just going to be like, oh, I love you or or like wink, wink. (laughs) All the feels. I was like. I'm just going to straight up tell her because I want to live in the moment and not have any regrets about not saying something in the moment. 
So that's why I think it's important for me to share that stuff with you when I think about it, whether it's good. I mean, 95% of the time it's good, but if there's something that's not great or like, even if it's something that I made up in my head, then I just need to like get it off and, and, uh, and express it. So again, recap, number one was not having fun together. Number two, having open communication, even though that might be painful, try to do it the best you can in the moment. Number three, to value and respect the person. Number four, understanding and recognizing what love languages you prefer to give and to receive. And more importantly, what love languages your significant other prefers to give and to receive. Last one, number five, was probably the most vague and the most general, but that's really to not settle. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I have a very strong opinion of what that means to me. But Nina Rizzo, could you explain to the audience what it means for you to not settle in a relationship. Oh my gosh. I know it's so broad. You know, I, I mean know. like there's no perfect answer. It's pretty much just like how do you like right now in the moment on Wednesday, February 20th, <laughs> 2019. 2019. It's something that's really important to me and I've talked a lot about why it could be important to me when it comes to value and respect, when when it comes to open communication and you know, how I can tell if I'm settling or not is usually a feeling. That's a good question. Right? How can you tell? So, yeah, because I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, how can we deliver this to people so that they can take something from it, too, around not settling? And I'm trying to think about how I know. So and, and this can go to any area in life, but specifically in relationship. I think that one of the reasons why I decided to choose not to settle was because I had some experiences in relationships that weren't super great and I recognized that I wanted better and I have a history of settling. So I know what it's like to settle, right? I know what it feels like to settle. Very aware of that. And um, it didn't feel good in my body. It felt stressful. My friends you know, didn't feel great either <laughs> about who I was with. Um, there's lots of, of signs. There's little red flags. Uh, if a relationship is stressful or adds more stress to our lives than joy to our lives, that is a huge red flag. And it's it's hard. It can be. I shouldn't say it always is. But it can be really hard to address those red flags, to address those stressors. It can be hard to start not settling when you're used to settling. When it comes to not settling, because I just talked about what it feels like to settle, when it comes to not settling, I've recognized that I think it's been a buildup since we started dating of just recognizing that, you know, this relationship has only brought or added joy to my life. It hasn't taken anything from me. It hasn't made me feel like there's something missing. It hasn't added stress to my life. I haven't worried or wondered about whether or not you're going to text me back. I remember, (laughs) oh my gosh, I remember dating, even like, even just like casually dating people, like going on a few dates with them, like on Bumble or whatever it is. I remember being like, oh my God, is he going to text me back? (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's been two days. Like, is he just done? And oh my gosh, that struggle was so real. It was so real for me. It sucked. I remember stressing about that so much. And I didn't know what a relationship was like without that, right? And and I remember people always telling me, it's just going to be easy. It's just going to be easy. And I remember being like, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? 
easy. And it just, it's just since we started dating, this has only been an added joy to my life. It has only helped elevate my life. And that to me, I can tell I'm growing. Now, we're not, we're also not sitting here, guys, and telling you it's all like picture perfect because Ryan and I are both human. And it's, you know, it, when you're with somebody this often, things come up and it's uncomfortable to address things sometimes, right? To be clear, not things that we don't like about each yes. other, but things that we're trying to deal with on our own and it can be difficult addressing them with each other. Not yes. because of something that Nina does or something that I do that bothers Nina, but things that were baggage that we were carrying and and that we're letting go of. And yeah. we're trying our best because we want to make sure that our relationship is the best that it can be. Yeah, exactly. So when that stuff comes up, you know, obviously it comes up. So I'm not saying like it's, you know, relationships are always work. Relationships are are always um, growing experiences. You know, I, I study from a, a metaphysical text called A Course in Miracles. And A Course in Miracles talks about how relationships are lessons, they're assignments. We're, we're put with people to learn from them, to grow with them. And the reason that things are challenging in our relationship is because being with you, Ryan, I'm challenged to continue to grow, right? I'm challenged to live out of my comfort zone and to continue to to move towards the dreams I've had since I was little, sure. right? Um, and, and that's how I know I'm growing and that's how I know I'm learning and I'm learning things from you and you're learning things from me. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> and, you know, it's 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 a beautiful process and, and I know I'm not settling because I'm growing and I know I'm not settling because I feel joy and I feel empowered and I look forward to spending time with you and I never stress about what to say what not to say I never stress about whether or not we're texting or calling each other oh my gosh I haven't even thought about that since we started dating like right. I just realized how monumental that is right now <laughs> like I just realized that because that was such a big deal to me in the past and my friends are probably sitting there cracking up because they remember me being like oh my god do you think I should call him you know um so it's awesome it's it's beautiful so it feels really great and I think it's so important that if you if and, and guys, listen, if Ryan and I can do it, if we can have an ideal relationship, if we can can live in so much joy together, anybody, anybody could, right? If you're sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, guys, like I'm so far from that or oh my gosh, I've never had a healthy relationship like that or oh my gosh, da, da, da. Listen, Ryan and I have both been there, okay? We've both been there. That's actually a really good transition for me. There were three or four things that I thought of as you were explaining this. One that correlates directly to what you were saying was getting clear on the things that you want. Yes. So by getting clear on the things that you want, that will help you to recognize what you are settling on and what you're not settling on, which is a dangerous proposition I would offer because you should try not to settle in the moment. Now, granted, Obviously, everybody would like to find their perfect, quote unquote, soulmate, mm -hmm. but there realistically, realistically will be things about a person as you're dating, especially as you get older, that may work out great. And there may be things that you're just going to have to accept and learn how to love for that person. But if you can become more clear, like you, as in the quote unquote, general populace, you, the audience listening, if you can become more clear about the things that you want in an ideal relationship, whether it's something that you're working towards, or maybe it's even one that you're already in and you'd like to get a little bit better 
If you can become more clear about the things that you want that are genuine from a place of love and they are realistic, that will help you to make sure that you are not settling. Yeah, and I think that going off of that too, this is making me excited because I love talking about this stuff. Um, going off, roll. Yes. Going off of that, I think some of us look to when we say, what is it that I really want? Some of us will look to, well, what does he want or what does she want instead of what do I want? And I think that if we look to what does he want or what does she want? People pleasing. That's, that's people pleasing. That's you know, been an unhealthy pattern of mine in the past and something that, that I've done a lot of work to break through. Um, and it's so, it so comes up here and there in some of my relationships. Um, but anyway, that's besides the point. Well, let's, but, let's, let's, so that's even a point for somebody to consider is like where, yeah. where the line is drawn between like, I love doing stuff to make you happy. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm also not doing things just to placate you. Oh Yeah. Absolutely. And that's that's a that comes back to this whole idea of am I giving from fear or love? Oh, that's that's it. I said that's solid. Repeat that for the audience, Nina Rizzo. <laughs> a good way to to see if a good way to gauge if you're not settling in a relationship could be to ask yourself First, am I getting clear about what it is that I want in this relationship or am I getting more clear and trying to figure out what the other person wants primarily? And then to say, when I decide what it is I want to give in this relationship, when I decide what it is I want to receive in this relationship, am I giving from a place of love or am I giving from a place of fear? Am I doing something because I'm afraid the person will leave? Am I not doing something because I'm afraid the person will leave? Right? Am I, am I avoiding... Even giving can even be being honest and open in communication. That's even if a gift, it sucks. Right? Even if it sucks, right? Um, so, you know, am, am I holding something back because of fear, right? That's settling, right? So love or fear. Is it coming from love? Is it coming from fear? I like it. And we can usually tell when I – because I talk about love or fear a lot because it's one of the – the main things from A Course in Miracles and and it's one of the kind of big teachings and the thought process behind yoga. You know, a lot of people are like, well, Nina, how the heck do I know if I'm giving from love or if I'm giving from fear? What does that even mean? Right? And a lot of times I can gauge it by how I feel. If I'm giving from fear, it's driven by stress usually. It's driven by, you know, the back of my brain, the amygdala. It's it's driven by I'm afraid that I'm either going to be left and abandoned or I'm afraid the other person's going to get really mad. So I'm going to do this. Yep. Right? I'm going to give them this. Right? On the other hand, usually if it's coming from love, it's coming from a place of I feel full. Right? I feel joy. I feel whole inside. Right? And and I'm going to do this because I genuinely feel like I'm in a space of love. And I know that if I give this person this thing, it's going to bring them into that space too. Right? One I thing I would add as a real example from yeah. the two of us is that, um, and I can't even remember why you said this, but I know that what I'm about to say correlated to what you just said because otherwise I wouldn't bring it up. But uh, for us, sometimes we'll have a conversation and uh, I'll communicate something to Nina and I can tell almost instantaneously if for one reason or another, she may have perceived it differently than how I was expressing it. And I'll jump on it in two seconds. I'll say, I'll say, wait, is there like, I want to make sure we're clear about like what I said and why I said it, because I don't want there to be any miss. 
I, I mean, I don't verbalize this, but like, this is why I do it is to make sure there is no misperception about the reason why I said what I said to make sure that it's, it, that it's coming across as like, all this is from a genuine, authentic place to make sure that you feel valued and respected. I don't even remember what you were saying, but I was like, oh, this is, uh, this is good to add. Yeah. I think that that goes along with, um, giving from love or fear and the other person, if they're perceiving where, like what they're perceiving it's coming from. I'm shaking my head in silence if you're not looking at me because obviously people are listening and I'm trying to think what it was because I, Nina was on a roll and then I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta add this. And now I can't even remember why I needed to add it. So I'll have to listen back after I'm done. Maybe. Oh, you know what it is? I figured it out. I think, I think it's when I said the communication is giving. Maybe. Like that's a gift too. Maybe. I don't know. Regardless, it's something that uh, for us is important. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's something that helps me feel more valued and respected is is knowing that Ryan kind of correct, like not corrects himself, but but wants to make clarifies. sure. Clarifies. That's the word. Clarifies. He will clarify what it is that he meant. And I do the same thing. I do the same thing because we understand that even though we feel super close, we're too we're two different people, sure. right? So the other person You see things different, react- you hear different. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and when we look at situations, there's always the other person's reality, my reality, and then actual reality, oh, yeah. right? And and being with somebody who understands that is very helpful, you know? Um, and I think that's something I put on my list is, you know, somebody who's good at communicating and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, the other thing too, that I want to talk about if it's okay. Oh yeah, sure. Is because this is your show. But I, I just I just these I love being in these conversations. They just bring so much stuff up. Um one thing around the whole ideal list thing. And and you know, I talk about this a lot and and you and I talk about this a lot, is that you know, I, I read a lot and, and for those of you who are on here who are like, you know, my yogi friends or who are, you know, spiritual seekers or who, you know, who are practitioners in Reiki or meditation or or your life coach, spiritual life coach, whoever it is, you probably do the same thing. Um, but I do a lot of reading on the law of attraction. I do a lot of reading on the science of mind and Abraham Hicks and, and all of that stuff. And if you don't know what any of that means, that's OK. I'm going to explain it. The law of attraction is something that came out from, you know, the documentary, The Secret and the book, The Secret. And it's all talking about how, you know, we can think our reality into existence. And now there's a lot of talk about how, wait a second, if we just think it, we don't feel it in our body, it's not going to really happen. And I truly, truly believe that, you know, I can I can say affirmations all day about how, you know, I am healthy and I am beautiful and I am this and I am that. And if my body doesn't feel it, too, it's not real for me. It's it's I don't believe it'll actually come into my 3D experience, right? So, when it comes to manifesting, right? When it comes to to getting clear about your ideal partner, in my experience, it's it's a cool story. I I I decided to embody that. I was like, "Wait a second. I have this list. I'm waking up oh, most yeah, yeah. mornings yeah. and I'm reading this list of what I want and what I don't want in a partner." But but what if I acted like and felt like this person was already here, right? What if I, I, I got into the feeling of what it would be like to already be with this person? And I remember I, I was walking home from a yoga class in the city and I was walking down Spruce Street. So you can kind of picture this with all the pretty trees. And 
We're in Philly, people. We're in Philly. I was pretending like I was on the phone. You know when you like want to talk to yourself? Maybe some people don't do this. I don't know. I'm a weirdo. But I was I was pretending to talk to my... No, I was pretending to talk on the phone, but I was talking out loud to myself. And I was literally... Like I had my headphones in and everything. I was doing great. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I'm going to talk like this person's already here. This was last January. Oh, yeah. Okay? So, so the reason why... I mean, like this week is fun for us because... Uh, just a day or two ago was one year ago that we met. Yeah. Now, we'll uh, finish your thought and then we can talk about that. Yeah. So I was walking down the street and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this thing out that they say to do. So I'm like, okay. Oh my gosh. I love my boyfriend. <laughs> he is awesome. He values and respects me. He's a great communicator. He takes care of his body. He takes care of his mind. He's on a personal growth journey. He loves animals. He loves his family. Dogs. Dogs. Yes, we are dog people here. We are we are strongly dog people. <laughs> Eileen, I love your cats, but <laughs> but we're dog people. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I was basically just speaking it into existence. I was like, he always listens to me intently, and I was like, I feel so grateful and so joyful for him. And it literally felt in that moment like he was he was there. I had no idea who Ryan was. No idea, but. But I had an idea of who he was, too, at the same time, you know. Um, And a month later, you know, and I I spent more time than just that walk and that energy, you know. I I said it out loud on that walk. But then I started to get more in that feeling of what would it be like? What would it be like? What would it be like? What would it be like to have that person here? What would it be like to to have that support? What would it be like to spend time? And a month later, Ryan literally showed up on my doorstep. Her front doorstep. My front doorstep. On Spruce Street. The very... The sh- on Spruce Street. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I used to... Well, yeah. I mean, I knew that, like, obviously I showed up yeah. on Spruce Street, but I didn't know that you were walking down Spruce Street when you said you were doing that on the phone. Yeah, that's funny. I just linked that together. Uh, so the short version of our story, if you haven't heard it for the millionth time. So I uh, got connected to a church through the church. I got connected to a friend. Friend sees me, ends up connecting me because she needed some help with some voiceover work. In turn... Nina was actually friends with, uh, actually, it's easier if I just name these people, Aaron and Maria. Aaron and Maria are two friends of I'll ours in the area. Add them to the list. Yeah, yeah, add them to the list. People got a shout out. So Aaron and Maria were connected because they were working on a business venture together. Nina actually gets connected to Maria first. I get connected to Aaron. And I go over and I'm helping them do some voiceover work for a training program they were starting. And on my way out of the city... Aaron asks me if I can do a small favor and drop off a care package to her really sick friend. I was like, oh yeah, sure, that's not a big deal. So she hands me the bag, gives me the address, and then I go, and lo and behold, I'm supposed to meet this person named Nina. But based on the recommendations and all the compliments that Aaron was giving Nina, and based on how I valued Aaron's opinion, I knew that I wanted to meet Nina regardless. It was just unfortunate the fact that she had the flu. Mm -hmm. So I end up driving over to her place, dropping off the stuff, and then a year later, here we are, the Simply Happy Couple. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool because, you know, I hadn't talked to Erin in a little while. And I I felt a hunch to connect with her that day. We had talked about connecting soon. Um, but I was like, oh, I'm going to call her today. And we had a phone call. And I told her I had the flu, you know. She's like, oh, I'll bring you over a package later. I'll walk it over. And, you know, it just happened that we connected on the day that Ryan was going over to do voiceover work at her place. You know, I we we couldn't have made that up. That was not arranged by me. That was not arranged by Ryan. That wasn't even arranged by Erin. No. <laughs> right? It was it was 
Erin was very helpful because, you know, she she was connected to this force that that arranged the whole thing, too. Um, but, you know, we truly believe it was divine intervention, divine timing. And it's, you know, it's miraculous. You know, you don't have to do all the hard work to find somebody, you know, it, doing the personal work, obviously, is important. But sitting back and 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 allowing things to come in, in their own timing I think is something that was really, really essential for me and for you. To elaborate, loop back, and close us out, Nina started referencing some things that some of you might not be familiar with or you might not even be comfortable with. So Nina comes from a background of... I tend to do that a lot. That's okay. That's, <laughs> that's all right. That's one of the reasons why I love you. It's okay. It's no big deal. So she comes from a background of meditation and mindfulness. So when she's talking about these things, the secret... Uh, it's a documentary and it's a book. It was a book first, obviously. Manifesting things into reality. Manifesting means that when you envision something, if it's coming from a place of love, you imagine it with all of your heart and your soul. You envision how you feel when that thing is coming into existence. Let's say you are manifesting, quote unquote, a really awesome pizza. Then you are thinking about that pizza, how it looks, how it tastes, how it smells, and whether you realize it or not, you are actually having a physiological response when your body, all of the atoms inside of your body, everything actually vibrates at a specific frequency. And it is scientifically proven that when you are happy, you vibrate at a specific frequency. When you are sad, you vibrate at a specific frequency. Mm -hmm. The same for all of the emotional spectrum. So if there is this divine power, this all-knowing being. Nina and I, we subscribe to the belief that it is God, it is the Holy Spirit. That's what intervenes in our life. Again, we kind of give people a little bit of wiggle room. We say like, what if if you don't know that it's God or you call it something else, just call it this divine power that has your back, that wants the best of intentions for you. So when you are quote unquote manifesting, envisioning, or calling into existence these things that you want, you are sending out these frequency vibes to that all-knowing power, God, the Holy Spirit, whatever it is that you need to call it, to help draw it into reality. So for us, we got clear on the things that we wanted, we envisioned it, and we trusted that God was going to have our backs and brought us together at a point that we never realized. Boom, wow. mic drop. Oh my gosh, that was solid. That was beautifully said. Yes. Hey, well, I really appreciate, obviously, uh, there's so many different compliments I can give you. Uh, most of the time, I give them off air when we're just hanging out by ourselves. But Nina, if you're listening to the show, uh, you, the audience, you, the faceless you that have been very supportive and very vocal about the show and how much it means to you guys, Nina means the world to me. And I've known for a long time that I wanted to have her on the show. And this isn't going to be the only time that she's on the show. This is just the first of many. And it just seemed only fitting since... Last week, I was talking about relationship tips that I wanted you guys to hear from the other half of the Simply Happy Couple. So if you want to take two seconds before we close out, just tell them about the Simply Happy Couple, what we're doing with it, and what it's supposed to become. Yeah. Um, thanks, Ryan. I'm so – I just want to say thank you for having me on the show too. Yes. It is so weird to call you Ryan so much. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, this is awesome. So Ryan and I decided, I think we knew from early on when we were dating that we wanted to do some work together because we both do some some similar work in our own fields. 
And we were like, oh, how cool would it be? I think that we could inspire people. I think that we could we could combine the work we do and create something really cool. And, you know, because as Ryan was just saying, I come from more of a metaphysical mindfulness yoga background. And um, some people say woo-woo. You know, I, I wouldn't say woo-woo, but, but you guys know what I mean. Um, Ryan comes from more of a practical and... Um, Open-minded, open- but definitely slightly more... yeah. I don't know if practicals. Ah, go ahead. Maybe not practical. Go ahead. Do your thing. I always, with words sometimes with that stuff, I get weird. But a different perspective. A different perspective. So, so right, like I think that, I think what it is, is you're better at, at kind of putting things in layman's terms, if that makes sense. What I try to do, and I'm very mindful of this in class, I try to make it anything. I try to make it approachable. Uh-huh. I try to make it less scary. So whether we are talking about uh, working out what you should be doing, how you should be feeling in class, or some of the things that Nina and I talk about that she's been doing for years and years, and I'm only just now getting more exposed to for our relationship, just making it approachable and kind of, like you said, breaking it down so that way it seems less scary. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So we decided that we could kind of combine forces and and share stuff with the world. And so we actually started working with a coach that I've been working with for a while. We actually only did one session with her, but but she was the one who kind of really was like, why aren't you guys already doing this? Max, her name's Max, she's amazing. Shout out number 12. Max and Janetta Jones. Um, so Max is amazing, she's a great life coach. And we went to see her for a session together. She was like, bring him in, bring him in. I was like, all right, great. So he came in, um, she was like, oh my gosh, and why, why, didn't, why haven't you already started? We were like, that's a good question. Why don't we just start? And so we decided to make our mission to work together to create inspiring conversations, conversations that are, you know, like like the one we're having right now, um, you know, deep conversations, inspiring conversations, conversations that really spark even more conversation, um, sharing what we've learned with the world, sharing what we're continuing to learn with the world um, so that we could help other people to live better lives, to have healthier relationships, to be healthier themselves in general, right? Right. Um, and also a big part of it is, is to helping people connect to something bigger than themselves, knowing that they're supported and being guided. You know, just because I'm into all this metaphysical stuff doesn't mean Ryan isn't. He, has, he was long before we met. He's been into that stuff his whole life. He just kind of uses some different terminology with it, right? So so you guys can learn a lot from both of us. And some of you may tune in and really resonate more with the way Ryan says things. You might resonate more with the way I say things. All good, people. All good. We're sharing the love. So we're here to inspire. What we're working on right now is our weekly videos. We're working on obviously doing some podcast stuff. Um, we're working on getting a website up so that we can get more clear with you guys about what it is that we're going to offer. We're going to create, should we, should we tell them? Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. We're going to create online courses that you guys can take. Um, really the biggest thing is we know that we should be doing this and mm -hmm. what we're trying to do right now is we're trying to figure out exactly what it quote unquote is mm -hmm. because we both feel that we are nice, kind, loving people as individuals. And when our powers combine, we form together a solid relationship. And that's what I think we are trying to do with the Simply Happy Couple is we're trying to take our relationship, even though it's not perfect, but we think it's pretty good. We definitely think it's pretty good. 
And we're trying to share that content with as many people that are willing to listen, whether it is the conversation pieces that Nina's talking about. Every Tuesday, we get on and do a live video and we build off of my intentions of the week. We're working on building a website so that way we can put up some content and really we're just trying to figure out what people want to hear the most and respond to the best and eventually get to the point where we are doing live events, where we are coaching smaller groups, bigger presentations. We have online coursework where if you want to do on your own, if you want to do with your significant other, there are so many different ideas that we have and we're just taking it one step at a time and trying to make this dream into a reality and that's what we're doing we're actually we're trying that's the whole point of the show people this amazing life is about encouraging and inspiring stories so that way you will be willing to take action to live love and lead your own amazing life anything else any final comments that you'd like to add my dear um oh where can they find us yes so for now at least here's where you guys can find us for right now we'll keep you posted um just meaning we're gonna add more yeah so we are the Simply Happy Couple, the Simply Happy Couple on Instagram and on Facebook. Yes. And on YouTube. Okay. Yes. A work in progress, if a, anything. A work in progress is the YouTube. We're, we're figuring out how to build that. Um, Ryan and I also offer stuff individually, right? Yes. So Ryan offers fitness classes all throughout every week. If you want to come work out with us, I come to some of his classes too. Come as a guest to Lifetime. Let Ryan know. Let me know if you want to come work out. He's in Ardmore. It's where he teaches. We call it Hardmore because it's pretty (laughs) awesome. Um, You can find him as well on this podcast, obviously, because you're already tuned in. One thing I would say about that is uh, if you can remember, I can't even remember how many episodes ago now. It's uh, my current goals is to get to 2,000 downloads. We're at 1,800 right now. So we're only about, I think technically it's only about 175 away. And also right now I'm at 25 reviews on iTunes. I'm trying to get to 50. So please, if you listen and you haven't done a review, if you wouldn't mind or sharing it with a friend, that would be super appreciated because the only way that we can continue to grow one person at a time. And you can find me at uh, littlebuddha.namednina on Instagram and then Nina Rizzo on Facebook. And I offer coaching. I offer meditation coaching. If you want to learn how to meditate, if you want to deepen a meditation practice you already have, reach out to me. I offer individual sessions and packages. Also, I work at Green Psych, which is a clinical and sports psychology practice. I started their mindfulness program there. So if you want to learn some mindfulness as well, that's another place you can find me. And I also am a yoga instructor. I am not teaching weekly classes right now because I am finishing up graduate school. And Nina also started her own yoga format and is teaching it around the greater Philadelphia area, people. It is called EDOM, yes. combining two of the things that she loves the most in the world, electronic dance music yes, and yoga. It's amazing. It's so much fun. Next class is when? March 3rd. So please, if you are interested in checking out her class, how long are classes? One hour. Where is the next class going to be? Vitality Yoga and Meditation in Fishtown. So that's in East Philly, people. Yep. And how much are tickets? 20 bucks. Cool. So if you are interested... You can always contact me. You can contact Nina. Uh, we're going to post the bejesus out of this episode on every platform that we have. So if you've survived this long in <laughs> the, the episode and you hear the contact information or you're interested in taking Nina's class, please consider it. Again, 
I always appreciate your support. I appreciate your feedback. As always, my goal is to give you content that is coming from a place of genuine love and affection to hopefully encourage and inspire you, give you a little bit of hope and carry you through your week, your days, your years, whatever time period that you need. Again, my name is Ryan. This is Nina. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of This Amazing Life. Bye, guys. Have an amazing day. Bye.